Good morning and happy Monday. I'm Craig and welcome to the Daily Bible Wrap-Up. It is Monday, September 18th, 2023. I'm glad you're with me today. We'll dive right into the readings. They are for today, Psalm 108. I'm trying not to say O instead of zero. That's like a pet peeve of mine and I do it all the time. It's zero. Psalm 108 or Psalm 108, 1 through 5. Galatians 3, 26 through 4, 20, and Isaiah 43 through 44, 1 to 23. Psalm 108, 1 through 5, I'm going to read to you verse 1. My heart is confident in you, O God. I like that word, confident. We should be, in co we should be confident in our faith, which then leads to being bold in our faith said this before, but so many times recently, it seems that Christ followers have been conditioned, if you will, to be silent. Got to leave the faith in the church and on Sundays only. That's where it belongs. It's exactly the opposite of what we're called to do. We need to live our faith. Live it. Proclaim praise for God. Do not be shy about it. New Testament, we're in Galatians 3. We start verse 26, which I'm going to read, where it says, We are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Well, there are no distinctions here, no divisions. Jew, Gentile, slave, free, male, female. God's promise to Abraham belongs to us as believers. In Galatians 4, Paul then uses an analogy of being a child, growing up until Christ came, growing up in the faith, growing up in learning about faith. That, I think I touched on this same concept yesterday. Maybe it was a subconscious premonition of what was coming today. It was remembering, but not realizing, from having gone through this before, talking about that the law was for a certain period of time, but it was never intended to be indefinite. So why did God send Jesus when he did, though? That's a question often asked. Why not now? When the news of his arrival could be all over the Internet. He arrives in Tokyo, it's known all over the world. He arrives in Jerusalem, it's all over the world. He arrives in Milwaukee, it's all over the world. Wherever that God decided where he would be born. I mean, I, I guess you could say Bethlehem too in 2023, but I mean, it wouldn't be limited anywhere because every part of the world would know almost, well, could know, maybe not instantly, but certainly when it comes time 30 years later, 33 years later to start spreading the gospel, well then, I mean. But the point is, though, is that the answer is simple. It's because when it happened was the right time probably thinking to yourself, well, Greg, that's a non-answer. No, I think it's an exact answer. It's all we need to know to take that in faith. And perhaps it's a test of the strength of our faith. Can you, can you just accept that, that God knew that that was the right time for reasons that we may not understand at this point in time, but that was the right time for Jesus to be born in Bethlehem? Now, the Gentiles seem to be playing both sides of the equation here with regards to faith, worshiping other gods or following the laws 
more strictly. I, I'm not 100% sure of where Paul was going with what they're doing, but obviously they're not all in on faith in Christ. They're trying to hedge their bets, if you will, play it safe, just in case one's wrong. That's not faith. Paul says that true faith brings freedom. He's pained by the Galatians' lack of maturity and faith in Christ. Old Testament, we're in Isaiah 43, and I'm going to read to you verses 2 and 3, and there's a reason for that. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of, op of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Those of us with a significant amount of this lighter color on top of our heads probably remember 36 years ago the Iran-Contra hearings, Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North testifying, big deal back then. This was in 1987, I believe. Now, Colonel North had a verse on a card, this verse on a card with him while testifying. He did this, and he said this later. He also said this is in at least one book, probably several books. It gave him great encouragement during those stressful times. Now, political views aside, I think this is an, an excellent example of turning to God when in times of distress. Colonel North's example has struck with me for years. I had the pleasure of actually meeting him a few years ago where he was giving a talk. And that was one of the things he mentioned. And actually, up until that time, I did not realize that story. So it's a great testament for all about faith. And sometimes I think that maybe that was a primary reason why God was called to be put in that position at that time. If God uses people's circumstances to promote his word, and not just the famous. We all have influence. We all have opportunities in our daily lives to do the same. I encourage you to look for them. Now, continuing on, the Lord promised victory over Babylon then, and then promises through that victory, the faith put to the faithful today. Isaiah 44, the Israelis are told to not be afraid that God will, quote from verse 3, pour out my spirit on your descendants. He then says in verse 6, quote, I am the first one, the last one, there is no other God. He actually says, I am the first and the last. There is no other God. God has been and always will be. Again, that's kind of hard for our minds to wrap around. Always has been. Always will be. Always. We're creatures in time. We're not. Our existence is, is based on a a linear set, beginning, middle, end, all of that. God's not limited by that. But he's, he's trying to emphasize here that, that he is the only God. And we may not understand a lot, but we turn to him in faith. He also emphasizes that all who worship idols will be disgraced. It's a common theme. You may be caught up on the idea of idols... I have this one thing here. This is actually a little trophy that came from a race in honor of my stepfather. 
passed away last year. A friend made it for the participants from the family in the race. It's a nice little shiny. It's not gold. It's plastic, but it's a symbol of something. Now, do I idolize this? No, but when you think of idols, a lot of times you think of like carved images of something or, or fashioned images like the gold calf. When Aaron's mistakes, that's okay. We all make mistakes. No, an idol can be anything that takes you away from having God as your priority. So if you're a Star Trek fan like I am, I've been a Star Trek fan since I was a child. WPIX, Channel 11, New York City, 6 o'clock at night. Black and white, Star Trek. Awesome. Early 70s, mid-70s. I didn't never fathom what a red shirt was because I <laughs> never had color TV until 1977. And that was like a, wow, blew my mind world. It's like seeing Star Trek in color. That was amazing. But I'm currently re uh, going through every production of Star Trek, starting from the beginning, going in somewhat chronological order. I finished the original series, the animated series, the next generation. I'm now in season two of Deep Space Nine, which I never gave proper due. I've never seen all the episodes of Deep Space Nine. And I never, I never got into it because I like, you know, the ship going somewhere. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this conversation, but but in any case, the point being is that I was very much a fan of, of Star Trek and still am, but I don't put that as a hobby or a passion above God. And there are some who will. They'll live for their hobby. They'll live for their passion. That's not God. And that's that's an idol. Anything that takes you away from prioritizing God, as I understand it, is an idol. And once you get that in your mindset, then you start to prioritize things in your life the way that God wants you to. So maybe that's a chicken and egg thing. It's like, well, God wants me to prioritize God. So I guess I got to prioritize God, but I need to prioritize God first to understand that I have to prioritize God. Just do it. Just make him your priority. Don't overanalyze, Greg. That's what I do a lot. Quote from verse 18, such stupidity and ignorance their eyes are closed and they cannot see. Their minds are shut out and they cannot think. Talking about those that are behold the idols. Don't be like that. That's it for today. We'll catch up again tomorrow. Love having you on the journey with me and live by the Spirit today. Take care. Mm -hmm.